You came back for more. <laughs> well, thank you. I knew you would. I believed in you. You're reaching for the brass ring. Beefheads. I knew you'd come. So we hope you enjoyed. Just called our fans beefhead. You did. Call I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I could try harder. People have been called worse. <laughs> We're both in a group that calls each other cocksuckers, so you know. <laughs> hey, it's cool to be a cocksucker. It is. It is. We wear it on our shirts with pride. Actually, I don't own one yet, but I aspire to one day be able to afford. Yeah, not not only is it cool to be a cocksucker, but it's also cool to be affiliated with the cult of kayfabe. Yes. Both of those things are good. Very good. Um, so hope you enjoyed the first part of our show. Um, we had a lot to discuss on this one, so we split it up into two parts here. Give you a little uh, uh, leeway on how you want to listen or view us. Um, and you know, it's a new year. We'll see what kind of feedback we get from this. It's possible we could play with this format. So, or other formats. So definitely let us know your opinion on, on, on how it's going so far and what, what's, what you like, what you might want to see different. But we are so happy you came back. Um, and we got a very, a very hot, a very, um, uh, divided, uh, divisive, very touchy top. I don't know about touchy, but just raw 25, raw 25. I said it. I ripped the bandage off. Raw 25. Um, I know (sighs) my thoughts on it. Go ahead and give us, before we run everything down, just give me your thought as a whole. Maybe not like dissecting it, but just as a whole, how did you walk away after you stopped watching Raw 25? Well, with the the build-up and all the uh, premature ejaculation announcements that WWE threw out there that got turned down, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know if it was going to be a great show. I didn't know if it was going to be a shit show. I have no idea. But since I hit play at the beginning to the very end, I felt like I was in a dream. Was it a good dream? Was it the worst nightmare I've ever had? I'm still not sure. Um, I do have some complaints, but I will get into that a little bit later in this. Yeah, segment. we're, we're going to break it down segment by segment, actually. But my overall thoughts, I was very... Uh, the word I've been throwing around that just, just seems to un- encompass it is underwhelmed. I was extremely underwhelmed... Um, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback and say, you know, this is better, that's better, that's better. But I felt like every segment, almost every segment I watched, I left that segment feeling like immediately being like, I know what would have made this a good segment, and they didn't do that. Again, it's it's the easy problem to- was they've been rewriting the show and rewriting the show and they even rewrote it the day of like they normally do three hours before it aired. They were rewriting shit. Um, and that's, I think that's more of WWE, not, not nailing shit down more than anything. They were announcing people allegedly they were announcing people, some of them before they, uh, even asked the people. So yeah, 
That's a, that's a very um, impact wrestling move, WWE. Don't pull that shit. Yeah, don't do that shit. So I, I've, I've kind of got this broken down segment by segment, I believe. So we're going to go down segment by segment, although I got all of the backstage stuff all in one spot. And I think we'll do all the backstage stuff. Um, I'll, I'll cut that to the end. Um, I just didn't feel like we needed to discuss each and every kind of thing in between there. So it started out at the Barclays. Well, yeah, okay. So if for some reason you didn't know, they did dual locations. They taped part of the show in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn and part of the show in the Manhattan Center in Manhattan. Some people paid $1,000 for their seat. Yeah. From my understanding, the cheapest seats were 400 but I, that could be wrong, because that seems high. I'd have to assume. But it's a smaller venue. Um, that is where Raw originally aired from. They kept saying it's where the first Raw aired from, which it is where the first Raw aired from, but it's where Raw aired from. But it's where the second Raw aired from. Months. And the third yeah, Raw. Third, yeah, months <laughs> it, it aired from Manhattan Center. Um, so it, I thought they could have pushed that history of it a little more. Right. Not that they needed to, but they just always said the first draw. If I was the draw. venue owner, I would have been kind of upset. Right, right. Sell us up a little more. We we got right. you started. Um, and and I'm going to, when I talk about each segment, I'm going to let you know where it happened. Because even though I didn't pay for a, a ticket, I think, that has really influenced me even more after I was done watching it and I've read stuff online and, and what I've seen. Yeah. That influenced my opinion of the show, even even soured it worse. See, I liked it a lot more, and then I started hearing about that, and then I was like, wait a second. And, and of course, more than, this is my big complaint, and what a better place now than now to drop it, more than half of the awesome, funny, best segments weren't even on, and I watched the Hulu version of Raw. I watched them throughout the rest of the week on YouTube. See, I watched the full version, but there, a lot of the, some of the best stuff was backstage, was WWE.com exclusives that aired on YouTube. Um... So, so we're, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into it. It starts off in the Barclays Center. Shane and Stephanie are in the middle of the ring. They thank everybody, um, and they bring out Vince McMahon, who who started it all. Um, uh, there's there's chants of thank you, Vince, and and all of that coming out through the audience. Everybody's giving them all a huge uh, round of applause, huge support. Vince starts out very humble. He's like, you know, don't, no, 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 this is for you, that kind of stuff. And he goes to leave, and then Shane and Stephanie stop him, and they say that they've got a present for him, and they present him with a plaque <laughs> for 25 years of Raw. And this brings out full Mr. McMahon character. <laughs> What's so this that? crap? You know, and he's just talking about how shitty it is and how he deserves so much better than a plaque. Um classic Mr. McMahon, which of course brings out classic Stone Cold Steve Austin, who <laughs> after Vince offers up his own son, Austin stuns Shane, then he stuns Vince, then he stuns Shane again. <laughs> he, 
He does not stun uh, Steph at all. It's PG era. Can't have men hurting women. Right. So that was... But he's done it before. Ex- yeah. <laughs> he's, he's done it to Linda McMahon. Um, right. So that was the segment. Um, your thoughts on this, just this segment, Pasty? It was kind of cheap because everybody knows that moment or those moments from the Attitude Era. That's like, when you think Attitude Era, the first thing you think is Vince McMahon taking a stunner. Kind of. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. It was and cheap. I don't, it was good. I liked it. It was a good way to start the show all from the past. So it fit. It fit the glove. It was good. I Kirsten loved it. was all like, they could be giving Stone Cold better beer. I'm like, that's what he used to drink on the show. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I really liked it. I think it was probably the biggest pop of the night. Um, I think it gave people what they wanted to see right away. This is probably, I think this, this or maybe one other thing. I think this was the best moment of the night, honestly, probably that I enjoyed the most. Maybe one other thing. But they kind of blew their wad right away. My biggest complaint is they didn't have Stone Cold talk. They didn't have him cut a promo. They didn't have him. You have one of the best talkers in in fucking WWE history. Give him a fucking mic. Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) So that was kind of. And then, I don't know, it seemed awkward. I don't know if somebody missed... And sing the Moana song. <laughs> I don't know if they missed a cue or something, but um, it seemed weird when Vince Vince was kind of leaving before Stone Cold got a chance to stun him or whatnot. And Vince, for like no reason, just kind of stopped and stood there for a little bit. And then he turned around with like a weird look on his face. And it, it almost seemed like something was supposed to happen to make Vince stop. So I don't know if Stone Cold missed a cue or if somebody in production missed a cue, but like he was leaving and Stone Cold didn't tell him to stop. Nobody told him to stop and he just stopped and turned around and then took a stunner. And it was like, well, that was kind of weird. So, <laughs> but that was a little thing. Um, as far as comparing it to the rest of the night, this one for me, I, I think this was good. I think they gave people what they wanted. Uh, next segment was also at the Barclays Center, and Absolution came out with Nia Jax and Alicia Fox to take on Sasha Banks, Mickey James, Asuka, and Bailey. Uh, Paige came out with Absolution. She stayed ringside as like a manager would. Uh, they didn't bring anything up about Paige at all. But she was there. Um, the faces won here. Sasha, Mickey, Asuka, Bailey. Sasha Banks put Alicia Fox in a bank statement and Banks tapped. Pasty? Um. I didn't pay too much attention to this one, I don't think. Coming off the Stone Cold thing to go to a a match with too many women wasn't overly enticing to me. Right. 
I get it's coming into the Royal Rumble, and, and you want to show off as many as possible, but there's better ways to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, this, this is your typical WWE... We've got nothing to do with the women, so just throw them all in one match so we can say they were on there. Right. And that Look was... at Absolution's playing nice. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're teaming with... Nia Jax and Alicia Fox. Well, why? Yeah, they don't have any history to, to do that. It, it, seemed, it seemed very thrown together. Whether there were rewrites going up to it or whatnot, that is very possible. But, yeah, very thrown together. Wasn't a great match. I'm glad they had the women on there. I'm glad Paige was, is coming out with them. That's good. I don't want to see Paige lost with this. What the fuck that is. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm in my own little world here. So that's all I gotta say about that. And at this point, I'm finding myself wondering why they haven't been to the Manhattan Center yet, and more so, why didn't they kick off the show at the Manhattan Center? You start the 25th anniversary at the place that it started. Well, right? to be fair, they they started out there and let Jr. and King introduce themselves, <laughs> and then never seen them again. So they did do that. But, um, so there you go. So back to, they finally go to the Manhattan Center now. Finally go to the Manhattan Center. I was going to try to look up more times. I got a little bit of times on here, but I was going to see how long it took them to get to the Manhattan Center. I didn't look that up. But it's been a while now. There's been uh, two commercial breaks, I want to say, at least one by this point. Get to the Manhattan Center and The Undertaker comes out. The dead man, the big dog, the undertaker, the phenom comes out. And um, he basically, I'll say a couple quotes, and and I'm not summarizing a lot. He didn't say much. He said, the carnage began on this sacred ground of evil 25 years ago. And I declare for all those who have fallen, it is truly time to rest in peace. I talked a little bit about, you know, some of his championships and this and that. And, um, that was was it. Right. We were all expecting the John Cena Undertaker match build up to start here. And it should have. Maybe there won't be a Taker match at Mania. Um, you know, I think there will. I don't know why they would have brought him in here. If, if they brought him in, I would have thought it would have been for him to I mean, say he's retired. Like, for him to give his retirement speech or to... I mean, yeah. I, I Honestly, the only reason to bring him back if you're not going to have him wrestle in Mania would be for him to come out and, and talk about his retirement and talk about... Here's what you do, though. And this would be so much tastier. You have Braun look really strong in this triple threat match. He doesn't win. But then he turns his sights on The Undertaker. And Braun Strowman and The Undertaker have The Undertaker's last WrestleMania match. I think that needs to happen. That needs to happen more than seeing a taker needs to happen. I would agree with that. 
And Strowman could completely obliterate The Undertaker. More than Roman Reigns did. And that could play out well for his future as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Wasting time with theories. Pasty's favorite game. That's alright, because they, they wasted time with him coming out in the fucking first place. So, God, that'd be a good segment, wasting time with Pasty. Wasting, <laughs> wasting with Pasty. Wasting with Pasty. <laughs> okay, I see. Um... Sorry, folks. I'm trying to trying to to edit the show better while when I'm when I'm while I'm doing the show is proving to be more troublesome than it should have been. So, <laughs> I made it worse for a second, but I think I just made it better. All right. So now that we had uh, you know ten minutes of blathering from an old man at the Manhattan Center, keep in mind they have yet to have a fucking match. We're going back to the Barclays Center. Woo! Yeah, Barclays! Cheap seats! Cheap seats! (laughs) Where uh, Roman Reigns defended his Intercontinental title against The Miz. And lost. He lost, yeah. Yep. God damn it. Shut up. That will happen, though. Um... And I think he'll lose again. Sorry, so the title belongs with the Miz. It's the Miz's title now. And and I and hope... Roman Reigns building into Mania versus Lesnar. I, I'm seeing it more and more. I don't want to. It'll be fun. It'll it'll happen. It'll come and go. No worse than any other disappointing match we've had for the last three years. There's been murmurings of Lesnar potentially returning to MMA in some sorts. So, if he drops the Universal title to Reigns at Mania, that could be good. And I would like to see them use Reigns as a transitional champion for Joe. I wonder um, I wonder how long his suspension was for. That would... Ooh. Um, um, Lesnar. That would, that would play a role in oh, it. Lesnar. I've heard memories about it in the last few months. Uh, he just, was, I don't know that I've read it. Yeah, remember he but, was suspended from, uh, from competing through the <laughs> Athletic yeah. Commission, the Federal Athletic Commission, so. Yeah. Or State Athletic Commission, I should say. Um, yeah. I, I, so really, I would like to do something with Brock Lesnar that doesn't involve a championship. Right, right. I, I know that, what that would be, how that would with his schedule, but a whole story that has nothing to do with the title is what I would love to see. Probably won't. But I would love to see it. Roman. I think I think uh, Lesnar will be out right after Mania. Maybe he'll have his rematch on the Monday after or something. Right. I mean, we'll have to see as more information comes out getting closer to Mania, but I think, I think he'll take a break after Mania, but he'll be back shortly i'd say he takes a few months off comes back i I think he's re-signing i don't see him he's not gonna get a better deal anywhere else he's got it made in wwe just fucking made 
Uh, and he, and he's, he has seemed in his last few attempts to actually start getting some of that fire back, you know, that he once had. But who knows? Uh, but this this match, I, I really love. I loved the ending. Um, the Miz actually threw, threw Roman into an exposed turnbuckle and then gave him a skull-crushing finale. I didn't even see him take the turnbuckle off until they replayed it, so that was awesome. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. I liked <laughs> that. Um, and you had the the Miz Taraj kind of. Uh, and it wasn't the top turnbuckle. You don't usually get second or third turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah, it was the middle turnbuckle. That was really cool. This was a good match, even. I mean, the match was good. I enjoyed it. I liked this. This was a a, a, a shining beacon in the fog. I would say. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was enjoyable. It was a solid, entertaining match that you would kind of expect from a returning Miz. And as you said, I, I hope the Miz gets to keep the title for a while. And, and I mean, he's going to be our generation's honky-tonk man. I mean, he's, he's one of the best intercontinental champions of all time. He's never going to make a great yeah. world champion ever. So just get that out of your mind. He's a great, great. intercontinental champion. But that's what you got to do. You know, the women have taken their torch and ran with it. You got to take your torch and run with it and make that title mean as much as any other title. Yep. That's that's the goal here. Build everything up to a point that it matters. The tag team division has finally done it. They're doing a lot better with it. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, moving on. Be satisfied and love life. That's where you get to have fun. That's where you get to bloom and develop your character with your own ideas. You know, you just fall into that place and grow. Right. If you fight the system too much, the system will fight back and just do it. Miz is going to be an all-time great wrestler, and he doesn't have to have another world title run. And we need mid-card wrestlers. I mean, that is a need. Yeah. You can't just have main eventers and jobbers. We need mid-card guys. And if you can be a that great was, mid-card guy. Just being a kid and growing up. But everybody felt fantastic. Like, every match was on the same level. Right. Doesn't matter your division. Doesn't matter your weight class. Everybody performed to the best of their ability, and that's what pulled WWE to its position that it's at today. Well, you know, you, you talk about some of the greatest of all times, and even though these people might not be at the very top of the list, you talk about people like Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning, Ravishing Rick Rude, Scott Hall or Razor Ramon, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts. These are all guys who never held a world title, ever. And they are some of the greatest of all time. Um... Mhm. So, come on, really? I want to see more wrestlers that coming in. The Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper. Good story. Well, no, Roddy Piper did hold WCW World Title. I, I take that back. Um. Okay, moving on. We're still in the Barclay Center, folks, and now we have. Yay. Christian's Peep Show. Any of you used to watch back during the Ruthless Aggression era, Christian had his own Peep Show, which was like the, um, 
your Miz show or your uh, uh, um, what do they have nowadays? They have they had Dean Ambrose's Asylum. They have the the highlight reel with Jericho, Miz TV with Miz. So yeah, it's like that. Um, and the guests were Seth Rollins and Didn't Jason. Did they have the Jordan. Rollins report for a minute? Yep, yep, they had the Rollins report. They had a lot. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan were the guests. Um, the bar came in and interrupted. Christian literally introduced Seth and Jason, and then he w- wasn't even on camera, let alone did he speak any other words. Did nothing. Um, <laughs> bar came out, and it just kind of set up uh, Seth Seth Rollins, Jason Jordan, brawling with the bar. Yeah. More of the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get much out of this. I mean, it it does. It, it keeps pushing the bar and the, the whole Seth and, and Jason thing, which is good. Um, I mean, as long as you're still building the Seth-Jason dynamic story, because that's the story everybody's watching. Nobody cares about the Seth and Jason versus the bar. Right. It's like, it, it's like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles. Nobody gives a fuck about that part of the story. Yeah. Um, the, my biggest, my biggest complaint here is, like I said, Christian was basically a non-factor at all. I would have preferred to have them do the brother love show and have brother love out there with his old brother love show set because he is the superstar that the fans voted that they most wanted to see. He won by a good deal. He beat out Steve Austin and who they wanted to see. And he made a small guest appearance in a backstage skit for like 40 seconds, maybe. It was like, why not trade up Christian and Brother Love and have Brother Love, because he had his own show back then. Long before Miz TV or The Peep Show, there was the Brother Love Show. And a lot of a lot of feuds happened on there. Why not have him do that? To me, that right. would have made more sense. I don't know. It's because WWE is probably really cheap with the amount of money they offered people. So people only agreed to so much screen time. I I bet bro I bet Bruce Bruce Pritchard. I'm willing to bet that's it. why so many celebrities backed off, and Jimmy Fallon was only there to watch the show <laughs> and got sang at by Elias. Right. Um. So uh, in total, I did ta- I did time that. So this whole uh this whole thing with Christian and Seth and Jason in the bar took three minutes and thirty seconds time, which is about what I would expect for a, a segment like this. Um, do you think Jimmy Fallon was even there after they showed him on camera, or do you think he took off right after? He probably left early for sure. I don't think he stayed <laughs> through the end by no means. Um, then we go back to the Manhattan Center for the very first match in the Manhattan Center. This this shows halfway through at this point, folks. Bray Wyatt versus Woken Matt Hardy for the first time in a singles match. What do you got, Pasty? I'm not 100% certain this was on the Hulu version. You didn't miss out on much. It, it, was, it wasn't much at all. Um, I didn't need it. They should have saved their first encounter for a pay-per-view when they were going to do something big with it, I feel. 
That's yeah. that's just me. That's what it's, I feel. Um, um, Bray Wyatt. It's weird too because lately Matt's been using more broken terminology in his tweets. He's been saying the word broken a lot more. And so I kind of wonder if this is a dynamic to Bray Wyatt's sister Abigail is the broken. And if he plays it off as not his main character, WWE can't really own it. You know what I mean? Or if he just says he's going to break people, he's going to leave them broken. Use it in some other context rather than your name. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing the culmination of this. And rumor has it that uh, we might even be seeing the Hardy Compound making a return. He has said uh, Senior Benjamin and King Maxwell and, and everybody's and Vanguard One. He even said Vanguard One is going to be making a is going to be appearing. Now, whether that appears on WWE or whether that appears on YouTube or where it appears, I don't know. WWE.com Network exclusive. But um, yeah. But Bray Wyatt did win. I kicked out of a side effect to the sister Abigail. It was uneventful at most. It was very short. Uh, pointless. I, I, I yeah. Uh, back to the Barclays. Titus Worldwide, which would be uh, Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil, took on Heath Slater and Rhino. Uh, this match was set up in a backstage skit that we'll talk about um, at the end of this. We'll just talk about all the little, all the stuff they threw in just to throw it in. But um, this match was nothing at all. I mean, what do you expect from Titus Worldwide versus Slater and Rhino? But the Dudley boys did come out in the middle of the match. Everybody jumped out of the ring, but... Um, Apollo, Titus, and Rhino all took Heath Slater and threw him into the ring to get destroyed by the Dudleys. Very nice, Rhino, throwing your partner like that. <laughs> um, they gave they gave Slater the what's up off the top rope, which I just did a what's up the week before on our show. I didn't know it was coming <laughs> back. Well, you know, fucking trendsetter here. Um, and then they gave him... Uh, 3D through the table, way better than the 3D that they took at um, from the from the Briscoe brothers on Ring of Honor. Um, <laughs> way better. What's your thoughts on this this match? I think this match might have also not been on the Hulu version of the show. Well, you know, you got to think about it. What is the Hulu version is 90 minutes. This went like three and a half hours, I think, long. So they probably had to cut a lot out oh, of the version. Oh, did it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, long. I was very disappointed with the amount of content I had to watch on YouTube. I think it at least went. I mean, 20 I still long. watched it. Yeah. Um. <coughs> so this, like I said, the match wasn't nothing. It's basically just a way to get the Dudleys out here, which is fine. Um. Yeah, definitely didn't. I mean, if I would have seen Titus Worldwide versus Slater and Rhino. I would have been pretty tuned out. But I would have tuned right back in as soon as I saw Dudley's. Yeah, exactly. So... I really liked the Dudley stuff for what it was. But this whole segment took up like over six minutes of time. And with so much other stuff, with so much stuff that they packed in here and other stuff not getting much time at all, I could have went without this. Even even for the little bit of Dudley interaction we got, I could have went without this. Yeah, they haven't been gone for that long 
They should have used a different tag team from the past. Right, especially since, I mean, they're going to be getting into the Hall of Fame anyway, so we're going to be seeing them at Mania at the Hall of Fame. We didn't need this. Didn't need this. Um, Back to the Manhattan Center, finally. DX comes out. First, Hunter and Sean came out. Then they said, well, we didn't come here alone. And they brought out the, the the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog, Jesse James, Badass, Billy Gunn. But they weren't done yet. They took out the 1-2-3 Kid X-Pac with a huge roar of 1-2-3 from the audience. Yes. You, you could tell the people at the Manhattan Center. X-Pac were, almost cried. He yeah. almost cried in the ring. I you, swear to you God. You could tell the people at the Manhattan Center were the old school fans because... A lot of the new fans probably know X-Pac, but not very well. But they don't know him as 1-2-3-Kid. Right. They know him as There's X-Pac. a lot of people who only know him as X-Pac. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that there was a resounding 1-2-3 chant was just awesome. Um, he's the only one who still wrestles full-time out of everybody who's going to be in this ring um, originally. So that's good. The, Nation, or, uh, uh, the New Age Outlaws don't. Sean and Hunter don't. And they brought out a non-DXer, Scott Hall. Which it was good to yeah. see. He looks rough, but if you watched um, the resurrection of Jake the Snake, he looks way better than he did there. So that's good. Yeah, that was really good. It was cool seeing all these guys. Um, to me, DX isn't as nostalgic as uh, as some of the other stuff, especially Hunter and Sean. I think took up too much time. Yeah. I used to be the leader of DX, and now you're, like, the boss of everything. Yeah, they got really, they got um, 2000s DX cheesy and not 90s yeah. DX cheesy, yeah. but they were like, I I used to, <laughs> oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, what about the time? Oh, you can't do that. And then he's, like, talking about wearing mom jeans and talking about how he can't fucking, it got ridiculous, silly, not, like, yeah. Um, but it was cool to see everybody out there. The The Balor Club came out. The Balor Club came out and they teased a confrontation before they embraced each other in two suites and in hugs. It was kind of uh, cool to, to, to see a passing of the torch. I know, like you said, it would have been good. Scott Hall wasn't just enough. You know, it would have been nice to see Nash, Hogan, Hall, all of them. But it, yeah. this was cool. It was or cool. even just just Hall and Nash would be yeah. great. If, if Nash is in the picture, I figure that's where you actually can hand off the two sweet. That's the only the only way I see it. But when are you going to get Nash that again? In the picture, it's not. You know, you don't know when you're ever going to get Nash in the Roth, ring again. Raw so. thirty. <laughs> Raw thirty. Five years. <laughs> Raw thirty. So, I mean, it, it is cool that they did do a physical kind of passing of the torch. I thought that was awesome. Gave them their blessing. And out came the Revival. Talking about, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, revival ended up getting their asses beat by uh, by Doc and, and, and Carl Anderson. Finally! <laughs> Gallows and Anderson get their fucking comeuppance. And, um, and, and then, all they had to do was team up with Finn Balor. Right. That's how you... Team up with Finn Balor and DX. <laughs> All they had to do 
was to be on the same side as Hunter, and you knew they weren't going to fucking take the loss. (laughs) Then um, everybody in the ring took turns doing their finisher on them, except for Hall. I was really hoping... I I feel bad, too. That's that's special. He did, yeah, he didn't throw the toothpick at him. You're right. He did the click toothpick flick. Um, you know, I was torn as I'm watching it because I, I could kind of tell it looked like Hall wasn't going to be able to do a razor's edge, and I was like, for a moment there, when they actually when they were um when they were trying to tell Finn Balor to do his finish, I was thinking, I want to watch him do DDP yoga. <laughs> Watch Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, uh, Resurrection of Jake the Snake. You can see uh, Scott Hall. <laughs> um, but I was kind of hoping for a moment that they'd almost, like, pick pick him up, either Dash or, or, or Dawson, whichever one was there. I, almost pick him up and put him on his back just so he could give him a razor's edge. But I was like, God, that makes Hall look weak also. So I guess it's better to not do it at all. Um, but then at the end, they, they, they let Finn Balor get the coup de gras with his coup de gras. It was a literal coup de gras. I love it. That was, that was perfect. So poignant. Yes. Um, uh, this was the second best segment of the night in my opinion. I agree. I agree in full. I'm right there with you. I was just about to say that this is my second favorite moment of the night and probably the best thing Manhattan Center got to see. Oh, easily the best <laughs> thing they got to see. Uh, a lot of people online are complaining because they had a bunch of old timers come in and bury the revival. What's your thoughts on that, Pasty? Well, the revival consider themselves wrestling old timers. So I think the fact that some some of the people who changed wrestling from that style to what is now, it doesn't bother the revival any. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't really think they were buried. Like I had no. discussed with you in private, um, I, I feel like they were both gone. And they just came back. Of course, you're going to be rusty. You're not going to be moving at 100%. And, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't think they would have beat the Balor Club currently anyways, even without all the old guys. Right. Besides, they got to take probably some of their favorite moves from their heroes growing up. That's an honor in itself. Yeah, that kind of like... um. When speaking of Jake the Snake, when when Jake the Snake came out during whichever was that the Raw One Thousand or whatever the fuck it was, anyways, he came out there when Dean Ambrose was laid out when he was when Dean Ambrose was part of the Shield and Jake the Snake came out and dumped the snake on on uh, Dean Ambrose and they're showing Jake dump the snake on it and and Dean Ambrose just can't help but just have a huge grin on his face as he's supposed to be being tortured, you know, by being out and having this snake on him. But he had the biggest grin on his face because it's like, it's a childhood dream. You always wanted right. to hate the snake to dump that snake on you. And he was oh God, I agree. I you think can't get buried by your heroes. It's an honor. Yeah, these guys, <laughs> they, um, they're the heels, and this was a feel-good moment, so they were going to go down. Um, it put over the Balor Club more than I think it put over DX, so that was cool. And mm-hmm. and they got taken down by fucking five 
five legends finishers. I don't think that's being buried. When you get taken out by five legends right. finishers, you're taken out. <laughs> that's the bottom line. That's just a that's a that's a respectable loss. Good stuff. I'm glad the Barclays still to see not with no music after all the finishers are done Stone Cold comes out, hits him with a stunner and then just walks out of the ring again. Right. So he's at both places. That'd be cool. Right? It didn't happen, folks. It didn't happen. It did not. Um, we went back to the Barclays Center to finish out the night. Kane, Braun Strowman, and Brock Lesnar had a showdown. And they ended up bringing out all of the, like, legends and everybody who was a guest at, at the show came out ringside. stop it. The whole locker room couldn't stop it. Bunch of... Holding couldn't stop it. <laughs> and um and so uh Braun and Kane come out and then when Lesnar comes out, he just nails a really stiff clothesline to Braun Strowman. Like that had to hurt. I'm talking for yeah. real. That had to hurt. <laughs> Jumped in the ring, gave an F five to Kane. Braun got up, he throws Lesnar out of the ring, chucks him into a barricade, hit a really awesome-looking power slam through the announce table. Probably my favorite power slam I've seen him do yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. It looked like it hurt, because the table didn't break apart right away either. No, no. And he was like, and I, I mean, he just kind of, he really didn't look like Lesnar was that heavy. He really just manhandled him. And I know he's thrown around ambulances and semis before, but still, it was impressive to see somebody manhandle Lesnar like that. And I know it's not going to happen, but how fucking cool would it be for Braun Strowman to win the championship now and then have Strowman versus Roman Reigns at Mania? That's your Hogan, uh, Andre the Giant of this era. That's what it is. Yeah, that's your... a lot of people by saying that, but it's Hogan, Andre the Giant, 2018. It's your irresistible force meeting the immovable object, definitely. Definitely. I I would love that better than uh, uh, Brock Roman, to be honest. Brock can lose it now. I'll be happy. Strowman deserves it. Look at what Strowman's been doing. It might be too much too soon for Strowman to get the title on him. But if they made it a short think... run, if they made it a short run, if it was just yeah, from okay. now until Roman takes it at Mania, then I'd be okay with that. Plus, with the history they have, it'll yeah. make Roman a much more legitimate champion when he beats Strowman. He has much Mania. more negative history with he Strowman. Roman having the title at that point. I don't think if he went to WrestleMania and beat Brock Lesnar, I don't think it would be the same. No, he has more history with Braun Strowman than with Brock. Yeah. Easily. <clears throat> it's a story that built up for the majority of this year. On and off. It'll culminate it at the big show. Yeah. Without the big show. Yeah, th- this segment was, was good for what it was. It felt really hurried, but it came on well into the overrun. They were well past 10 o'clock by the time this even started. Um, Kane, was yeah. a, Kane was a non-factor. He came in and went down the same way he's going to Sunday. It really put Strowman over, made him look super dominant again. And I think that is big because I think that'll help him save face if he loses on Sunday. Even if he doesn't take the pin, if he doesn't win, at least he looked strong going into it. 
the biggest thing is the superstars at ringside didn't really add much to anything. It just gave them some screen time. But good way to end the show, I thought. Good way to end the show. So then I'll get into the backstage little segments and little skits that they had. Um, we had Kurt Angle, Harvey Whippleman, Brother Love, Teddy Long, The Boogeyman, and Jonathan Coachman hanging out in the backstage area. That's not the Yay. intro, folks. That's just what the segment was. <laughs> that was it. In Kurt Angle's office. Yep. yep. Come in! That was yelled like nine times. And I think Boogeyman had more screen time than any legend right? on Raw, at least between the internet and the show. <laughs> um, then next we go backstage. Now this, I'm going to tell you the whole thing. I love this... seeing Jonathan Coachman. And God damn it, why can't he come back and be general manager at 205 Live? Right? I love me some coach. The coach? I love coach. me some coach. I'd be down with Or the fucking... When this Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins thing finally boils over, have him be Jason Jordan's real father. Oh, my no, God. Hasn't Jordan manager. had enough dads manager. already? <laughs> He's had enough dads. <laughs> let, him, let him lie. He's had enough dads. No, manager is what I meant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just figured I'd slip that one in there. That'd um, be funny, too. So, um, then we go backstage. This was split up in, I think, four different segments, but I'm just going to tell it all to you. Uh, Heath Slater, Rhino, and the APA are playing poker in the backstage. Then Ted DiBiase, Jeff Hardy, MVP, The Usos, Titus O'Neil, Apollo Crews, Dana Brooke, Natalia, and The New Day all joined in along the way throughout four segments. Eventually, Heath Slater is caught cheating, and that lead, that led to the match between his team and Titus Worldwide. Altogether, this took almost 10 minutes. It took nine, a little over 9 minutes for all of these segments. Uh, 10 minute to me, 10 minutes wasted. That could have went to something else. I liked him, and I liked the poker match. It would have been good for the one segment, but they didn't need 10 minutes of them playing poker. It told a lot of good jokes. Damn it. I, I enjoyed it. It was just, it was again another vessel just to get them on screen, and that's okay. We got one of the best. I, I was very upset that this was the only appearance by MVP. Right. I expected something more. Maybe this means he'll turn up as a surprise entrant at Rumble. That'd be awesome. He's I would love for him to have a comeback now. I, love I didn't like him a lot back in the day, but I love him now. Yeah. So. That's good. Um, we got one of the best dams. From, I want to see MVP and the Miz locked in a war for the IC championship. That'd be a good for like spot 10 for years. For 10 whole years. <laughs> I don't know about 10 years. 10 years of anything gets old, but that would definitely be a good spot for him. For sure. Um, and then just having people like New Day and Natalia in there, I don't get the point of that either. They didn't have anything for him to do, I guess. I don't know. So, okay. Then they had a little segment where they paraded out all the past GMs, brought them out like show ponies. And, uh, oh. and just hold on, oh. just hold on, just hold on. Just wait. Yeah, go back. What? What do you got to go back? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You got to go back to the poker segment or what? 
No. Okay. I'm waiting. Okay. <laughs> do you even have that on here? Um. I think you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about, but I could be wrong. Um, the past GMs are trotted out kind of like show ponies. We got John Laurinaitis, <laughs> Eric Bischoff, William Regal, Daniel Bryan, for some reason, even though he's SmackDown and he's not, and he's currently there every week anyways. Bring him out. Um, then a little bit later on, they brought out the women legends. They brought out the Bellas, Maurice, Kelly Kelly, Michelle McTaker, Jackie, Tori Wilson, Terry Runnels, Maria Bennett, Trish Stratus, and Lillian Garcia. It was good to see her. Um, all of this took place in the Barclays Center, and this took like five and a half minutes for all of this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good to see everybody. Um, it was kind of... It wasn't great. It was kind of half-assed. Um, I didn't like that they let off with the Bellas, because when I think of iconic women's wrestlers, it's not the Bellas that comes no. to mind. Were you going to talk about I also the... didn't like that they had two current women who are pregnant up there for no other reason than, I think got babies and that's ratings. Right. Other than <laughs> other than to get them on the show, just to say they were on the 25th, you know. Right. Um, They're both going to compete in the Women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> were you going to say something about the general managers then? Is that what you were going to talk about? That segment? No, no. Uh, when New Day came out um, on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, when New Day came out. Uh, took a bite, didn't like it, taste, tried to feed it to Kofi, and then threw it at him. I watched it happen. It was funny. <laughs> he tried um, to get Kofi to eat it first, and Kofi wouldn't eat it. it right. Threw it at him. I guess what what I thought you were going to say, which was what I, what I was leading up to, um, like I said, this just seemed kind of just thrown out there and, and kind of like like they just chucked it out there. Apparently, this is what Jimmy Fallon was supposed to be doing. He was going to have a segment, and then he was going to talk and bring the general managers out, and, and I believe he was going to bring the women out. Uh, but Jimmy Fallon, as, as Pacey said earlier, showed up late <laughs> and wasn't able. No, what I... What I had heard was he was supposed so. to be there earlier in the morning to record pre-tapes. Yep, yep. And he wasn't that able was to the, be that there was the, the GM. Morning. That was supposed to be the GMs and the women's legends that he was supposed to do. And uh, no. he showed, showed up late. But yeah, it was going to be a pre, pre-tape segments. So they didn't have those, so they ended up just trotting them out on the runway. Like they would like the Hall of Fame or something. So I'm assuming whatever they would have done, they had plans for. I'm hoping was better than that. I was hoping it wasn't just Jimmy Fallon leading them out to stand out on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, part of that you can blame on on Jimmy Fallon. That's not very professional of him, but it's um, not very professional of Triple H to go. Did you watch that lip sync battle? Yeah, that was like the least funny. He totally. You know it was never spoken of before being on live TV. That he's like, let's spice this up a bit. If we win, and it was already picked for them to win, right? you're going to be on our Round 25 show. Because Jimmy Fallon he seemed a was little not prepared back. for that. Yeah, he didn't not look like... That. He's like, I'm a very busy man. And then Triple H did the even more dick move. Or was it Stephanie? 
you don't want to disappoint all these fans. Oh, Stephanie, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, I agree with and that. How that was not win having Triple H prance around a mic stand singing the song for Moana. It was um, they, he definitely he definitely goaded him in there on on yeah. live TV. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's not I, a good thing. To- and it could be he could <laughs> you're purposely, lucky at all. Yeah, he could have purposely showed up late just because he's like, oh, these fuckers, I got shit yeah. to do. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, he does. He hosts a nightly fucking show. Yeah, as well WWE as WWE. He likes his Sundays off. Damn it. He only gets He's probably material for the next week. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he makes appearances other places and does stuff that's planned. Um, and that was a horrible. Um, that was just a really boring uh, lip sync battle. Usually they're like really funny and they got like good yeah, shit to do. More than one song. Yeah, and they dance and they got props and stuff. And this one was just yeah, like, like we're gonna do boys to men. I'm like, God. yeah, that was really boring. Yeah, I, I thought so, it was. Don't lose my number, damn it. <laughs> it was, yeah, it could have been, could have been better, could have been better, but that's all right, that's all right. Um, the one with The Rock and, and Jimmy Fallon is, is very good. That one's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, the actual show, I think, battle's usually pretty fucking good, too. Yeah. The, um, another backstage segment, which I actually liked, and I was surprised. Y2J made it. Yeah, he said he wasn't going to come, and then I, he came, and I, he was so happy. I Third best re- moment of the night. I have read reports that he wasn't there Sunday, but at some point they ended up taping a uh, a segment. And I believe he wasn't there Sunday because he didn't come out at all. So um, so you would think it could have been an old... They would have had him out somewhere. You know, he would have come out at some point, you would think. It's an old, unused pre-tape. It could have been. <laughs> but why did No, he had the dumb hair. He had the hairband. That's true. That's true. I see your scarves. <laughs> he was backstage with Elias Sampson. Um, and they, they had a confrontation. And Y2J put Elias Sampson on the list. And, uh, and like you said, talk bad about his scarves. Um, so Elias Sampson came out to the ring. To sing. Did he make it on the list, did he? No, no. Was the list involved in the build-up? No, no. Sad. Not at all. That's that's sad. So Elias went to the ring, and he, he told them, it took them 25 years to find me, and I have to say, they finally got it right. He's getting up there. He starts to sing a song, shitting on Brooklyn, and then Cena interrupts him. Same guitar medley that he used last week. Just saying. That <laughs> irritated the fuck out of me. It was. It was the same. He came up with a cool one, guys. And last week I was like, hey, he's actually getting a guitar now. Yes. And then he did the same thing again. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Cena came out and he actually, Cena got, got pwned. He ended up getting a low blow by Elias. Um, it was kind of cool. They put Elias, Cena put Elias over. It was good to see that Cena was there. <laughs> Cena should be there. It's good to see Elias getting in the, the right run. context. It was, but this, <laughs> yeah, definitely good. Good for Elias. This segment seemed a little forced. Um, 
kind of out of nowhere. But it seems that, you know, this was supposed to be Samoa Joe's spot, and it was supposed to be the Joe-Cena confrontation building up to their WrestleMania match. And with Samoa Joe injured now, they just slap this together. They're like, well, let's just continue Elias' feud with Cena. So... May as well. Elias is good. He, he's the character, and so he really can go anywhere and do anything. It doesn't have to be one standard feud. Yeah, you know? it is, it's good. I just I was really looking forward to seeing Joe Cena, hopefully with Cena putting Joe over. I think that would have been great. Yeah. Cena and Joe would have some great matches, so I'm, I'm really bummed about that. But this, this works. This works. It just works. No, it's good. It's good because... Baron Corbin and Elias Sampson are like my two guys that I really want to see succeed. And it's good to see every time they do. It is. I just had a few notes here. Actually, I only have like a, just a, just a short handful of notes. One note, there is footage of uh, JR and King asleep at the Manhattan Center. Was it footage fucking... or was it a, a fucking picture? Because I'm a... pretty sure it was just picture it's a picture yeah it's it's photographed and they might not have been asleep they could have been looking down at their notes they from what it sounds opportunistic people people who were there say that they were sleeping i think you think you can tell the difference you don't sit and stare at notes for this long but maybe who knows maybe they were listening to an ipod or something Whatever the point is, they they weren't invested in what was going on on the screen. Do you think they played it? Do you think they were? It was just the old man in them. What's that? Do you think they planned to sleep, or do you think think it was just the old man? I think they just got bored. You can only sit and watch (laughs) a fucking TV for so long. Um, see a tweet from Jr. Like, you guys should have been asleep too. There was nothing to do. The Manhattan Center only occupied a total of 29 minutes and 5 seconds for a for a 140-hour show. So they they got literally a fraction of of this the show. Once again, folks, word has it ticket prices at the Manhattan Center started at $400 yeah. up to around 1000. Think about that. Per ticket. Um there were Roarous chance of bullshit, which uh, we do have. We do have footage of that pasty that is on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash beefsticks podcast. That that has them sitting there while there's there's the while the Barclay Center is on the TV and they're just chanting bullshit because it was nothing. They did. I will say during the commercials, during only the commercial breaks. They had like um, they had two different two hundred five live matches, so they got to see two two minute two hundred five live matches. Not exactly what you fucking signed up for. Pretty terrible. What they should have done is just did the whole thing at the Manhattan Center because that's where it started and that's where it culminates. And then you could have charged eight hundred to two thousand dollars per ticket because it's such a small space. Right. Yeah, the the dual broadcast it doesn't work. It didn't work well with WrestleMania two, and I think that's the only other time I can think that WWE's done it. It doesn't work good today either. Um, let it be a lesson, you know. Live and learn. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. 
Uh, I thought I had a couple more notes about the show, but I didn't write them down. So I may not. I know the Jimmy Fallon thing was one thing. And well, and you had brought up that they were doing rewrites from what I heard up to three hours before the show was starting. They were rewriting stuff. It was rough. I mean, it, was it had a lot of people. I was really happy to see. They kind of copped out on a couple of people who are just suits backstage on a regular basis and just had to pop back into their gimmicks. Right. But was it good? Was it bad? I don't know. I watched it at home, which helps me a little bit. To me, if it was a half-hour special on the on WWE Network, or maybe even an hour special, and we just got to see the nostalgia factor... They brought in, you know, they brought in the, the click. They brought in the old guys, Boogeyman, Brother Love. They brought in the APA. That's they, what the WWE Network should just be more of. Yeah, I, I would have liked it better like that than to have a four-hour show that is not enough wrestling to be a good wrestling show and not entertaining enough to be an entertainment show. They yeah. They tried to do too much, and they didn't do enough of either. Again, yes, they they had some bad luck, whether it's bad planning on their end, bad planning on other people's end. A lot of people backed out or couldn't make it. They had to change things. I mean, stuff comes up. So, yes, probably if it would have gone off exactly how they planned, it would have been better. But this is WWE, and they know that happens. They know that happens. Um, Yep. I'll put it this way. I was disappointed yep. at home. I would have been pissed if I was at the Manhattan Center, and I'd probably have been yeah. disappointed at the Barclays Center. Um, not pissed, but disappointed. But I don't know, because I wasn't there. They had, they had the faces there, though. I mean, the people that you wanted to see. And I liked AJ Styles' little interaction with Howard Finkel where he started off the promo after Finkel came up and he was screaming like an 80s wrestler for a second. He should have kept it up the whole promo. That's what I think. You, you stick with it. If you're going to bring out Mean Gene, you give an 80s style promo. Yeah, yeah, Mean Gene. Yep. <coughs> it was good to see Mean Gene out there. I love I love that they brought Mean Gene back. AJ's a good guy to do it. Because AJ, AJ's a veteran. He's a new face in WWE, but he's a veteran. I never thought Mean Gene could look older than he did back in the day. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's because he looked the same from, like, the early... His, his na- wrinkles have wrinkles. The early 80s to, like, the late 90s, he looked the exact same. So he spent 20 years looking the exact same. And it's like, <laughs> that, then he's gone for a little while, and then all of a sudden he's aged. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember kind of, when, kind of the same thing with The Undertaker. He ages way more every oh, time you see him. You know, I'm glad you brought his name up again. What the fuck was up with that outfit? Wasn't that I an awkward... Know. Do you remember his outfit? That was I. The first thing I thought was, that's a really awkward outfit for The Undertaker. It wasn't his dead man gimmick. It was kind of reminiscent to his uh, corporate ministry. Yeah. Kind of clothes, but I was like, what? I just... It really did not, it seemed weird. Like, is this his new attire that he's going to wrestle right. in and made Every it? Time he's going to retire it. Right. He's got to kill off. 
I want to see Mick Foley come back with that kind of run where he, where he forms got to die off. To be, to be fair, I think I think probably what happened was after WrestleMania, somebody actually took his shit because they thought he, he was getting rid of it, and now he just doesn't have it anymore. He's like, oh, fuck, got to find an old suit. That one jackass grabbed my fucking apparel. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a weird well, the American bet. I don't like Undertaker's talking. I haven't liked it since he came back as the old school Undertaker. He's so slow and gravelly. He's trying to catch his breath. And he like overdoes it. He, it, it, he I feel like he overdoes it, and it, it, I don't like it. I seen I seen a quick little uh, joke that I seen on one of the Facebook pages made me laugh. They were like, Undertaker better start walking to the ring for WrestleMania at, at Royal Rumble so that he gets there on time. <laughs> Poor guy is not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> not a spring chicken anymore. Uh, there was a God, lot of rumors that he was... No, his entrance is 15 minutes long. Yeah. There was rumors that he was bringing back the American Badass gimmick, and that was that he retired the Dead Man gimmick, but he was going to end his run as, like, Mark Calloway, which would have been the basically the American Badass gimmick. Um, yeah. You're probably disappointed that didn't happen. I'm glad that didn't happen. I think he retires as Undertaker. Yes. Mostly for the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> but I can listen to Limp Bizkit whenever I want. And if he came back, he wouldn't have Limp Bizkit as his theme song either. No, no. Which would ruin it for me about forty percent. I seen a couple. So then I'm same boat as you. Right. <laughs> I seen a couple rumors, but they they weren't from anything reputable. That Undertaker may have uh, forgotten his lines and kind of rambled, and then uh, either either got back to where he was or, or didn't get to what he was supposed to say. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, the way he was talking, I could see that being the case, but I. I've just seen a little bit here and there. I've looked. I, I followed up on it, and I didn't really see anything to back that up in any way, other than, you know, oh, it seems like, yeah, kind of seems like. Well, what's bigger waste of time, this segment or the Rock with a flamethrower? Rock with a flamethrower. Because <laughs> people pay a hell of a lot more for WrestleMania than the fucking thousand dollar fucking Manhattan tickets. You know, and, and I love the Undertaker. But I don't get it. After you lost to Brock Lesnar, why do you still come back every year? Are you working on a new streak, buddy? I think it's basically it's a pity match because he did stay loyal with them forever. That they just feel they owe it to him, you know? Yeah, but don't you think it's WWE trying to get him to do it and not him saying, yeah, I want to come back? I think, actually, I think... At this point in his life, he does not want to be there every WrestleMania. I think last year, and if he wrestles this year, I think it's definitely WWE asking him to come back. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I don't think it's him. I was talking with somebody else about that, too. How, how I don't think... You are right. I don't think he's sitting here asking to come back for WrestleMania. I think WWE is saying, come on, give us one more, buddy. Um... But whatever. We'll put your wife on the show too. <laughs> right, right. We'll get her out there. Um, so let's move on to a little more uh, uh, a different show, a different show. So, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and CMLL 
had their annual Fantastica Mania. Now, this was six days long, um, which was split up in two weeks, three days each week. Only three days were televised. Um, otherwise, it's just kind of like a big tour. But I did watch the three televised days. I did not watch every single match. I looked at what sounded interesting to me, and then I looked up and seen what other people had a lot of good things to say about. And um, I watched a good amount of matches. I watched a few hours worth. But I came up with six matches that I thought I'd at least touch on. And I, I think any of these six matches, if you want to go out and find them, just throw it in your Google machine. You'll find a link to the video one way or the other. These matches are worth watching if you just want to watch a couple matches. Or if you just want to be entertained by and find out what's going on with the rest of the wrestling world, I'm going to let you know. And if you don't give a shit, then fucking change the channel, I guess. Fast forward to... I'm kidding. I don't know what the fuck time we're going to be done talking I know, about I know, this. right? Just fast forward, <laughs> fast forward ten minutes. If I'm still talking, fast forward another five. It'll probably be done by then. It's only six matches. Um, So this is nice because this has like the New Japan wrestlers and the CMLL wrestlers. It's very similar to the War of Worlds that Ring of Honor mm -hmm. New Japan does, which is also multi-days, as Pasty White found out this, this past year. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you gotta watch what day you're looking at so the first day January 19th the match Los Ingobernables which was Bushi Himor, uh, Hiromu Takahashi Rush and Tetsuya Naito defeated the team of Dragon Lee Hirai Kwado Satoshi Kojima and Star Jr. Now this was a uh, um, a New Japan versus a um, versus uh, a CMLL, CMLL sort of because this one actually had a lot of the um, well like Rush of course on this one but this these three shows it was kind of nice pasty because I got to watch a lot of the Mexican Los Ingobernables wrestle which you don't see them so they're the not the day hapon branch not the day hapon there were day hapon ones in here like bushi takahashi and naito but like rush rush is a cmll guy uh badass okay. this match so they're was, like bullet club spread as well yeah yeah and like how nwo was nwo japan and and nwo yeah and then we'll back and got the it. Them. this was a a fun match. If you like, if you like Ingobernables, it's good. Naito was good. Dragon Lee is an awesome wrestler. He's he's fucking outstanding. Um, in this match, Dragon Lee and Hiromu really stole the show here. Tons of action, and at the beginning, Naito just goes savage, choking the shit out of uh, Kojima with a shirt, and just going completely fucking asshole heel this was a really good match um a lot of the matches as you see with both um mexico and japan it's a lot of multi-men matches so there's a lot of shit going on but it was fun it was fun it was just a really good match i enjoyed it i uh, didn't see a lot of positive reactions about this match online when i was looking through what to watch but i wanted to watch it and i really enjoyed it 
That's my opinion. Also on that night, we've seen El Cuarto defeat Angel de Oro, or the Golden Angel, if you will, if my if my Spanish is up to par. I, I did not look into that. I just freestyled that real quick, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's right. <laughs> um, for the CMLL World Middleweight Championship, this was a Matt Classic match. If you're into chain wrestling, catch-as-catch-can wrestling, this is your classic... Um, Lucha Libre technical match. There are a few high spots on this, like you'll find, but this was more of just a Matt classic. If you liked Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko back in the day, you'll love this. Um, Those are my two recommendations for day one, January 19th. Day two, I only got really one that I think you, you need to go out of your way and watch it all. This is another multi-man match. This is uh, Fuego, Ryosuke, Taguchi, and Sobrano Jr. Defeating Okumura and Rapungi 3K, which was Sho and Yo. Um, uh, 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 um, I just, oh, I forgot Rocky Romero's name for a second. My bad. Rocky Romero was ringside with them. He came out. Uh, and uh, Mima Shimoto. Did he have was, his steam backpack? He did not. But uh, Mima Shimoto came out, who is Okamura's valet. This had some pretty good action. It's okay, but this is a quite a comedy match. This is something you'll see more in Japan than you will in the United States or, or in Mexico. Um, it got goofy right to begin with. There was even a point where uh, Taguchi is biting Mima Shimoto's ass, and she ends up turning around and 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 slapping him and and getting him uh, in the corner. Um, this was a fun match. If you like goofy fun matches, this is that. If you're looking for a mat classic, if you're looking for high flyers, if you're looking for brawlers, skip this one. Um, but it, it was it was funny. Made me laugh. I enjoyed it. I had fun. If you're not into that, day two, I'd skip completely. I didn't think... I think day two was the throwaway match. Or day, even. But that's fun every now and then. Um, The last night, January 22nd, we've seen Chaos, represented by Rocky Romero, Sho, and Yo, taking on Oku... And Okumura, I'm sorry, again. The three of them plus Rocky. Taking on Jushin Thunder Liger. Always, always good to see him. Oh, yeah. Kushida of Time Splitter fame. Star Jr. and Tiger Mask 4. Um, you got some awesome wrestlers right here. This was another fun match. Again, it's nothing you need to watch. They went out. They had fun. It sounds like a fun match. There was That's for sure. Good moves. I couldn't even say this. You know, I'm all about storytelling. I can't good lucha say, things. Lots good of lucha good things. lucha things. Uh, this one didn't, I can't say it told a good story because it didn't. But it gave me a little bit of everything I looked for. The high flying, the wrestling, the fighting, the the, the more comedy fun stuff. Um, it gave me, it's kind of the jack of all trades and master of none. It hit every mark. It didn't put an exclamation point on it, but it hit every mark. So that was good. Next match, Rush 
versus Satoshi Kojima. This is what JR would refer to as a slobber knocker. Just fucking brutal. Rush controlled the majority of this. He took Kojima outside right off the bat. He's choking him with uh, with TV cables, which, by the way, they were not ready for because he's trying to pull the cables to choke the guy, and the cables won't reach. So he's pulling the guy backwards with him to come to the cables. <laughs> you can't bring the cables to the guy. Bring the guy to the cables. <laughs> um, but it, it kind of it didn't play off as sloppy as much as it played off as him just being a savage beast who was just going at it. Um, and then he fucking just whaled Kojima in the head with a very sick, unprotected chair shot, which busted him open the hard way. And not only does he start bleeding right away, but you know that they're not blading when he never had any blood on his face. It's just the top of his head. Um, and he has dark black hair, but the top of his head just gets that blood red. And every now and then when he's throwing on the ground, you see a pool of blood. But if you're just watching him in the ring, there's no blood, but his head is just coming out and it's coming down the sides of his head. He didn't blade his forehead to, to put a crimson mask on. His head just got busted the fuck open. Hell this yeah. this is um, this is the match you want if you're into that just go all out brawl fucking bullshit. Go at it. Rush ended up winning. It's, yeah, if you're a hardcore fan, this is it. This was it. And then uh, the main event of night three. Seen Dragon Lee and Mystico 2. This is not the guy who was Seen Cara. Seen Cara is now Mystico. Mystico 2 took over Mystico when Mystico became Sin Cara. But then when Seen Cara <laughs> went back to Mizutazi, then went back to Mystico, Mystico had to change his name to Mystico 2. Did you follow that? <laughs> but he will be Sin Cara at some time. He probably will end up being Sin Cara uh, when he gets signed by WWE. And then he'll come back and there'll be a Mystico 2 that stepped in for him. And he'll have to take the title of Mystico 3. Right. Not to be confused with Sin Cara Negro. <laughs> um, Dragon Lee and Mystico 2 defeated Los Guerreros Lenguarnos, which is Gran Guerrero and Ultimo Guerrero. This is your high-flying Lucha Libre wild of fucking train wreck in the best possible way train wreck. This Mystico is what they wanted from Sin Cara, folks. Uh, I have not seen a lot of Mystico 2, and he's super impressed. He stole the show on this. Dragon Lee is always awesome. Mystico stole the Now, are these show. Guerreros? Guerreros? Uh, I believe these Guerreros are in the Guerrero family, but... Um, uh, let's let's find out. Let's find out how they're re related to the Guerreros. Let's find out. It's Google time. Um, well, Ultimo Guerrero is Jose Hernandez, so he is not one of the Guerreros. Can I? Uh, here we go. Can I skip to? Can't skip to him. So let's go with Gran Guerrero. I'm hoping. Not Gran Torino. <laughs> Gran Torino, my ass. Gran Stepdado? Gran Guerrero. 
assume not. Classic, classic. Um, this is classic Mexican wrestling that you don't see a lot of nowadays. Gran Guerrero's real name is not a public record. Ooh. So uh, he could be anything. My guess is he's probably not an actual Guerrero then. But um, it's a. Uh, it's Eric Arntz. It says here. Um, he started out as Altimo Guerrero Jr. in 2008. Altimo Guerrero actually brought him in. Um, who is not a real Guerrero. So, uh, it says, while it's not uncommon to fake relatives to be promoted in Lucha Libre, um, he was a storyline related to Altimo Guerrero. So he's probably actually related to Hernandez, Jose Hernandez, who plays... Ultimo Guerrero, yeah. more than likely. Um, really good. If I could recommend... I want to see a next generation Guerrero. That's what I want. If uh, Well, you know, uh, uh, um, Eddie's, Eddie's boy is, is in the, or his daughter's in the wrestling business. I'd like to see what she can do. I know she was she was training uh, with WWE a while WWE back. and take the gimmick back from Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know whatever happened to her, but I, I know she was there for a while. Um, I I can't I can't recommend just one match, but if I could only recommend two matches, they would both be from um, the final night. Well, actually, uh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you this: if you depending on what you prefer, if you want that lucha libre crazy one, definitely just go see Dragon Lee and Mystico versus Los Guerreros Lenguernos from January twenty seconds, Fantastico Mania. Amazing. If you love hardcore badass brawling, you have to see Rush versus Satoshi Kojima. Um, but if you're into really um, catch as catch can mat wrestling, we talked about Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko, El Cuarto and uh, um, Angel de Oro. Definitely a good match to catch. If I can only recommend one, I'll go with the the, the Dragon Lee Mystico and Los Guerreros. All in all, um, picking and choosing what I was going to watch, I enjoyed myself. If I watched the whole thing of all three days, it probably would get rough, especially since I don't know a lot of the CMLL guys. Um, where I was watching from, there was either Spanish commentary or Mexican uh, or Spanish Spanish commentary or Japanese commentary. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I listened to the Japanese one match. I did check out the um, the Mexican commentary, and I used to watch on um, on Univision. I used to watch the old AAA shows, and they always had the Spanish commentary, so I, I'm used to them. But man, there's something them Japanese commentators. Even when you can't understand them, they just sell matches so good that I watched Japanese commentary for for all of it but one match. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I strongly recommend it. Strongly recommend at least going out and, and picking. If you know some of the people, just go and look at the roster and see which matches you, you think you'd like. You'll never know. You never know what you might discover. Um, God damn, it's getting there on time, isn't it? Yeah, I think we just might as well go into our last segment. Sorry, folks, the beef will not be premiering this week, but you know about it. 
<laughs> so we have to do it soon. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. <clears throat> Royal Rumble predictions, folks. Yes. So it's coming up this Sunday. Are you ready? Sunday and only Sunday. I got my beef pot roast. I knew that was coming. (laughs) Two brothers in a van. (laughs) It's like, oh shit, look at the time. Yeah. um, It's our theme song. Two brothers. It's the Royal Rumble theme song. (laughs) Be better than the crap they got. All right, Pasty. What do you you got for us, man? All right. Is this a pre-show match, or do we not have a pre-show match? I I mean, it's a two-hour pre-show. No, what did they, uh, oh man, they did release what the pre-show is going to be. It's not that. Go ahead and start with this and I'll look up the, what the pre-show is going to be. I think they said okay. what it's going to be. So we'll be kicking off the show potentially because these things always oh, get changed up last minute, folks. With a two out of three falls match for the SmackDown Live Tag Titles. The Usos going in as the champions versus Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Fat Mac, what do you think? Um, I, I personally, as a wrestling fan, love two out of three falls matches. Sometimes they can be predictable with, you know, one person getting the fall right away. They, they usually either, they drag it out and then you get one fall and another fall. And then they do it for a while. But, um, but I, I enjoy them. Any, any way you do it, I enjoy them. I'm seeing, I don't know if this was going to happen or not. But I'm saying, at very least, with the, uh, I think, I think, I think Chad Gable, I know I'm just sitting here, blah, 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 Chad Gable and Benjamin, that's oh. my pick. That's my pick. Gable and Benjamin. Okay, and here's what I gotta say. I gotta say Chad Gable and Benjamin are gonna get the first of the three pinfalls. Usos are gonna keep their titles, though. And then it's gonna be, well, if it would've been just a regular match, we would've been champions. I could see that. Part of me is thinking, uh, part of me is thinking after the DWI, I don't know if you can even let them keep the tag titles. You don't have to suspend them. It's not the biggest thing in the world, but you still gotta, you gotta, to me, you gotta say something to the people backstage. Like this isn't tolerated, but who knows? Um, we've seen people get away with worse. Yeah, and it's just a shot in the dark. Really, I haven't given too much thought to any of the matches on this card, except for maybe the three-way. But I'm going to stick with my answer, and that's the Usos routine. All right, pre-show. We have a uh, open challenge for the U.S. title. AJ Styles is putting the U.S. title up in an open challenge on the pre-show. Yes, it's going to be the return of the real champion. No, wait, yeah. Dolph Ziggler, because this feud ain't over yet, boys and girls. Yeah, um, okay, so and then, then what do you think is going to happen? Do 
You there? Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I'm puzzling that one out. Because I think Ziggler had What if he does that? What if he keeps giving up the title, and then when somebody gets the title, he takes it back, and then gives it up? Somebody else gets it, he takes it back. And then he, he, he could be the 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 guy who holds the United States Championship the most times without holding it for a long period of time. That could be his oh, claim shit, to fame for shit, the rest shit. of this. Pasty, hold on. Uh, you you can keep your answer. I I don't know what was in my head because I just remembered what the match was and I didn't do it. Bobby Roode's U.S. Open title shot. Not AJ. AJ Styles is the, the, the heavyweight champ. Bobby Roode is the yeah, U.S. champ. Yeah, I was champ. thinking that. I... My head, <coughs> in my head, I seen Bobby Roode, but I said and wrote down AJ, and I'm sitting here like, wait a second, something's not looking right, and it's had me lost. Bobby Roode's open challenge. Lola. Um, so you think Zig- Ziggler's going to be the guy, and he's going to take it? Yeah. I was kind of thinking Ziggler would be the guy to come back and do it. But the initial reports, which can always be wrong, said that he was going to be gone for like till like May or something or April or something. He was going to be taking time off. I don't know. Dolph Ziggler was my first thought. Um... I think it'd be a good place to bring somebody up from NXT, but I don't know who you're going to do that to. So, um, I'm, I I don't have a good guess of who it's going to be, but I'm going to say Rude keeps it just because I don't have a real good guess other than Ziggler. And since it could be anybody, I don't want to pick the same thing you picked. So I'm going to say Rude keeps it. Okay. I can see that to happen, too, but I want to say there's a reason Dolph Ziggler with his leaving and shit and the return. I've heard the return at Rumble for a while now, so. Up next, we have two out of three falls match for the SmackDown Live tag team. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're fucking me up, homie. I know, I know. Up next, we have the Raw tag titles. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan versus... Um, this 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 should be entertaining. I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna not be creative, and I'm gonna say that Jason Jordan ends up costing them the titles, and that just adds a bigger wedge to Seth and and Jason. So I think the bar wins it probably. Probably due to something either Jason Jordan does or doesn't do, you know. Um. God. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan retain. That's my answer. I like to go against you, apparently. Why not? Why now? I don't think... I think once they lose the titles is when the story fizzles out, and I don't think it's that time yet. 
Yeah, I don't know if now is where you... odd couple relationship is just beginning. Yeah, I don't know if now is where you pull the trigger on them splitting up, but that that's why I said I'm not I'm not being too creative here. We all know that's happening. I don't know if now's the place to do it, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna take the uncreative route and say yeah. <laughs> at least at least it, it, it adds a bigger wedge, whether this is what splits them up. I'm gonna say Barr takes it. Okay. I mean Roman Roman just lost his title too, so the, the Shield can be losing all their gold. I don't know. I'm, I'm sticking with mine. JJ and Sethy Boy. Sethy Boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Oh, next! And I don't think this is the right... Oh, maybe it is. Uh, I, I don't believe this is in the right order. But we have... Oh, wait. Yeah, Okay. I keep getting lost on the page. But I still don't feel like this is proper order for the pay-per-view. So don't be surprised if it's not. Triple threat for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman versus Kane, who's going to be out most of the match because he's going to get taken out right away because he's the only guy who's not really a threat, and he's going to be mayor. This is this is going to be a slobber knocker. This is not a technical it's masterpiece. It's uh, bronze wheelhouse all the way. That's the way I'm looking at it. And I'm just going to jump in line here, and I'm going to say bronze my pick because I really like the idea of Roman taking it off of at Mania. All right. And I'm bronze gonna... already been on a power trip. Imagine him with a championship. It's uh, it's. I think they're gonna I, need to make a bigger title. I think it's a gamble, but I think it's a believable gamble. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm going with um, I'm going with Brock. I think Brock wins it. I think Braun ends up taking Brock out at some point, and then decimates Kane, and then at Is the last. Is Brock gonna get put on a stretcher and then did? come back again? I hope not, because you don't want to make him look weak. Um, so I would hope not. He did that. it once. But I think I think he gets you know he gets beat up pretty bad. Probably goes through a table or something. He's out for a little bit. Strowman's working Kane over. Gets Kane really good. Maybe gives him two power slams or something. And then Brock jumps in, F five Strowman, or even just throws Strowman out of the ring, F fives Kane and gets the pin. That's how I think that's going. So I'm going with the beast. Um, yeah. I mean, I could definitely see Lesnar to keep it, and it would make sense for Lesnar to keep it. I could see anybody but Kane. Fuck that good payday. But Braun... Braun is the only one who's actually been doing anything of note in recent weeks. Braun hasn't? No, he is the only oh. one who's been doing anything of note. Yeah. Which, you know, in most WWE writing sense would say he's not going to win the match. Rakes are trying to protect him. Yeah, it'll be, like I said, I, I think anybody, I think either of the two are believable except for Kane. I could see yeah. it going either way. They would really blow my mind if Kane won it. How great would that be if Kane won it? Kane wins it. Undertaker wins the Rumble. Kane, Undertaker, WrestleMania. Book it. Seriously, like Kane's not even trying to keep his his run for mayor and his last run in WWE separated. 
he brings wrestlers to these meet and greets all the time as a selling yeah. point to get people to come up. It's, uh, I want to see, I would love to see Kane doing a press conference, holding the championship on his shoulder. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I would like that a lot. Good and I think his supporters would like that a lot too, because I'm, I'm probably going out on a limb here and saying the only people supporting him are wrestling fans of his, because... That's what this whole campaign is built off of. Well, I can honestly say that I am like 99% sure no county has had a mayor while being a active WWE <laughs> champion. So that'd be a hell of a claim to fame for that county. <laughs> county. Values. Uh, next, we got the cluster hey, guess, match, man. Guess where the next Legends House season's going to be filmed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Knox County. <laughs> uh. Next, we have a two-on-one handicap match for the WWE Championship because AJ Styles ran his mouth a little faster than he could think. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and I know you didn't watch SmackDown this last week, and I'm so sad for you, Fat Mac. I'm so sad for you, because you have not got to see Sami Zayn shine in WWE until this week! It was brilliant. It was not the best thing ever, but it was really good for Sami! <laughs> I like the fact that Kevin allowed him to shine, because Kevin got in the ring with AJ. What happened? was AJ Styles, or Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out and they goaded him into back-to-back matches. Shane McMahon said if there is any interference in, around, or anywhere in sight of ringside, they will be fired on the spot. Ooh. <laughs> so it was had to be a straight-up two matches back-to-back. Kevin gets in the ring with AJ Styles, uh, beats him up for a little while, goes to do a cannonball flip in the corner, fucks it up a little bit, starts selling a leg injury. Immediately after that, calf crusher. Tap up. It's over. Not even in three minutes, I don't think. In comes Sami Zayn before the next match starts and just starts pounding on AJ Styles. Beating his ass. <clears throat> AJ Styles gets some offense, but every time he gets up over Sami Zayn... He goes outside of the ring and attacks Kevin Owens some more because he oh, said, no. you know what, if we're going to do this tonight, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> Every time he starts to get the advantage, he goes out, attacks Kevin Owens, gives Sammy the time to recuperate. The last time, Sammy Zayn hits him with a luva kick when he comes back into the ring, hits him with a blue thunder bomb, hits it for the pin, and it was it was great. Like I said, it might not be the best match ever, but it's the best thing in Sammy Zayn's career to date in WWE. You're not counting NXT, right? No, I said WWE. Yeah, main roster. Yeah, (laughs) I'll definitely go back and watch those two matches. Um, I had a lot on my plate this week. and um, and If if them were allowed to get involved in the other person's matches, I feel like AJ Styles should have been punished for attacking Kevin Owens while he's laying ring injury. Turnabout's fair. I agree. 
Yeah, see, Raw 25 left such a sour taste in my mouth. I didn't even once... I thought about SmackDown a couple times, but I never once thought about turning it on. My only gripe about that match, too, is at the very end, Kevin Owens gets up, he's in the ring with Sami Zayn, AJ Styles is still laying on the ground. They don't proceed to destroy AJ Styles after the match, which would be totally legal by what Shane McMahon said. The matches are over. It's done. Right? He said during the match. Yeah. So I think they should have went, closed the show with a beatdown, tearing AJ Styles apart. Would have been a really good lead up to this match at WrestleMania Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's a good way to to have your go home into Royal Rumble for your for your title match. For arguably your bigger title match. I mean, I think there's more of a story behind this one than the than the Universal Championship match. Yeah. And my call for this. Gotta do it. I want Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to win. Although, have you seen the commercials that pop up on the network or, or on programming, WWE style, that has Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn doing a promo? One of us is gonna walk out champion. Will it be Sami Zayn? Yup. Or will it be Kevin Owens? Yup. <laughs> no! You've been talking co-champion every week right? on the show. They've, they've said co-champion. When did you shoot this? <laughs> And why are you airing it? Why didn't you reshoot it? Yeah, exactly. Why Why continue to air it? Uh, that's stupid. Hey, that's my beat for the week, folks. Ow! There you go. <laughs> Bite-sized edition. <laughs> A little, little preview of what's to come. So is that your pick? You're going with Styles or with uh, Owens and Zayn? I hate it. I hate it because I'm wrong, but I have to go with it. Hey, if you're right, it'll be very interesting. I mean, um, if they lose it, do anything to feud the Daniel Shane angle. Depending on what and happens during the match. Uh, I'm still going to say that... It's weird because I don't I don't know what the whole co originally when they said this I thought that they were gonna fight amongst each other for the title. Um, are you know will their egos still get the best of them and will they fight over? Will they fight over who gets but, the pin? I mean maybe maybe they the ego gets the best of them and they want to be the one to beat AJ. I still think AJ's turn them against each other already. Yeah, I I think AJ is going into WrestleMania champion. Now, he could lose the title to these two and win it back by then. That is still a possibility. But I'm still going to go with AJ winning. I think the Kevin Owens-Sami Zayn thing's too confusing. I wonder if they, they play this leg injury of Kevin Owens into the Royal Rumble match. Right. <clears throat> and Kevin Owens gets further injured during this match. Maybe Sami Zayn's able to pull it off. But he's wore out, and the next night on, or the following Tuesday on SmackDown, AJ Styles pulls his rematch. Kevin Owens is not there. Sami Zayn loses it. Right, all alone. And then AJ has can hold over their heads. You can't beat me one on one. Yeah, that would work. That would that would work. But Sami Zayn did beat 
AJ Styles one on one because what? he wasted no effort on Kevin Owens. Yeah, but it's it's WWE, man. You know how it is. You don't you don't have to remember what happened two weeks ago, man. <laughs> and then we're coming to the main event, folks. The first ever women's Royal Rumble match. Thirty women, past, present, future. Future women. I don't even. Who knows? <laughs> who knows who's gonna win? Yeah, we have very few names to go off of for this one. Of who's gonna even be in it? See. Let's hear your pick, because I want to talk about that. Well, I don't have a good pick. My original pick was going to be Paige, probably. But, you know, um, you got to think, okay, the woman's going to go on to main event WrestleMania. So to me, Nia Jax would be a good person to win the first one, but I don't see her main eventing WrestleMania. Um, Especially with romantic affiliations with Eric Ernst. No, now she's with, uh, uh, oh God, who is she with? She's already on to somebody else now. Yeah. Uh, um, Drew Gulak. Gulak. Um, <laughs> she doesn't waste no time. You know, could Ronda Rousey, of course, could come in. I would not be surprised at all to see Stephanie McMahon come in and win it, uh, as, as sad and as annoying as that would be. You could always see that. Women could come up from NXT. Uh, obviously, a um, a legend's not going to win it. I think Asuka looks strong. I think she kicks ass. I think she's still undefeated, even in a Rumble or even in a Battle Royal. I think she sells tickets at WrestleMania. I really think she does. So, I, I mean, I think it's either Sasha Banks or, or Asuka, and I'm going with Asuka. And my problem with that is Asuka is easily the obvious pick. She is. Which discredits that so quickly, because the obvious pick rarely ever takes it. Um, says Randy um, Orton and Roman Reigns and John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> They were the obvious picks those years. Also, Asuka can lose this match and it not count against her streak. So why not? Again, that that depends. To WWE's mind, yes. To my mind, no. A loss is a loss is a loss. If you sign up for a match and you lose it, you lost. Um, eh, I personally think that Raw pretty much swept Survivor Series. SmackDown is going to sweep here. And a SmackDown woman is going to win the, the Royal Rumble, and a SmackDown man is going to win the Royal Rumble. Raw still has Elimination Chamber, and you can bet they're going to throw women in that, too. There's been rumors about that. <coughs> Although all, the only thing fueling those rumors is that they have a, they have a picture of... Um, of Alexa if they Bliss. don't, they're stupid. They just did a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. I Elimination Chambers, though, are just so long and boring. I definitely do not. Two Rumbles is going to be Oscar rough. And Oscar could win the uh, Elimination Chamber match. It'll, be, you it'll know? be interesting to see how um, 
It'll be interesting to see how two rumbles go, but having two elimination chambers can get long and boring. But, I mean, why not? Last year's elimination chamber was pretty good. I like the new structure, and hopefully they, they're holding true to that again this year. Yeah. So who's your pick? You stuck. This is a difficult one because I just said it wasn't Asuka. I don't think it's Naya. No, which I would be okay with, but no. I think... I don't know who. I don't know who, but I think it's going to be a surprise appearance. And she's going to... Whoever it is is going to have a hell of a match with Charlotte at Minia. What about, um... I'll throw a name out here that might help you. What about a, uh... A certain Nikki Bella, who would maybe, uh, maybe she'd be on SmackDown because her brother-in-law is on SmackDown. Maybe she comes in. I mean, she's obviously going to be in it, more than likely, right? No. I'm pretty sure she's cleared to wrestle at this point. No. Please, no. No more Bellas. I know, but she's going to be in it. She could win it. But I don't want to see Charlotte versus Nikki Bella at Mania. That is no good. Well, if Nikki Bella is, if Nikki Bella's, um, yeah, 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 it'd be Charlotte. Yeah, I, uh. So who do you want to see? Jacqueline? I don't know. Jacqueline. (laughs) I'm just going to say it's a surprise entrant. That's my pick. It's too hard to call who a surprise entrant's going to be, but it's a surprise entrant. Do you think it's going to be a Dude, there's only five names announced. <laughs> you can't get a point for this one if that's all you're going to say. Not on, no, not on, not in WWE currently. Maybe a legend, maybe somebody else. So somebody not on the current WWE main roster? Or NXT. Or NXT. Not NXT. All right, let me write this shit down. Someone not on. That's fucking Phoenix. There's my answer. Is that what you're going with? Yes. Glamazon? Yep. Hey, hey, they're going to get a second season of the Edge and Christian show that reeks of awesomeness. I'm sure Edge wiggled his wife into that contract. He's got a lot of shit going on. So make it worth his time. Have the whole family be a part of it. Sure. Do Why it. Not? Why not? She's still in good shape. She's still in good shape. <laughs> Beth Phoenix and my fallback and, um, is a surprise entrant. And I think Beth Phoenix Beth Phoenix versus either um, Alexa Bliss or Charlotte. or Charlotte would be good, I think. Yeah. It would be so good. Definitely. And it wouldn't be the first time, would it, that somebody's been inducted and then had a match in WrestleMania? Uh, no. Wouldn't be the first time somebody's been inducted and had a match at WrestleMania. I think it'd be the first time somebody's been inducted and won a title. She ain't gonna win the title. But. She's gonna go on to fight for the title. Charlotte's gonna keep it. That's the passing of the torch. From the first real woman strongman beyond China to... First real woman strongman besides China. You literally, like 30 seconds ago, mentioned Jacqueline in your breath. Come on. (laughs) 
credit where credit's due. Jacqueline was wrestling in the fucking yeah. 80s beating men's asses. Long before okay, China. Fine. Or Beth. Sorry, Jacqueline's right to censor run. It's just, that's where my mind goes to, and it sours it for me a bit. Man, when she was back in the Texas territories, she used to whoop men's asses. No, I don't mean to discredit anyone, but I think Beth Phoenix passing it to Charlotte would be the transition you would want. That's, yeah, I can see it. I I, I personally don't think there's a torch to get passed, passed because I, I just think... They're two completely different. I, I think they're two completely different entities. Obviously, the women from before and the women now, but it would be symbolic. And I, I could see Beth. Out of all of the people that are not currently on the WWE roster, Beth Phoenix is one of the top ones. I think that would be a big name and can still go. Yeah, I give you that. <laughs> I, I have a feeling we're both going to be wrong, but. I'm okay with that. It's when, the rumble. When it's a rumble <laughs> and you don't even know half the participants, it's hard right. to fucking pick. It's hard. Alright. On to the coup de gras, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Um, yeah, I know. 30 man Royal Rumble match. I don't know here either, man. See, I'm actually stuck this on is... two names. It's going to be a SmackDown name. Once again, because I believe Roman Reigns can get to WrestleMania through the Elimination, elimination chamber. chamber. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I'm stuck on two names. I got one written down. There's another one that that I'm contemplating. What do you got? I'll tell you mine. I'll, uh, I'll tell you my two that I'm contemplating. I'm contemplating the one that I kind of picked quite a while ago, Shinsuke Nakamura. I think Shinsuke AJ for the gold is gold. Yes. I think that, um, to me, that's a money match. Maybe it's not to Vince. But when, but to Vince, um, Brock and Roman is a money match, so you can afford to throw mm. away this match anyways. Uh, and I think Shinsuke deserves it. I think he's one of the bigger names on SmackDown. And they, again, they were holding him back for a while, but now it seems like they're trying to push him again. Although the thing with him and Orton almost worries me if they're going to have Orton versus Shinsuke at Rumble. Um, the other name I'm thinking is Finn Balor. And I know what you're saying. You're saying Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar is not going to happen. No, I agree. They can choose what's champion, right? But, well, they haven't said. They still have never said what what they're doing with it. So my guess is he could choose AJ Styles. And they've been open enough about the history between, like, Finn Balor and and, uh, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson and AJ... I think you could say, you know, hey, they have a history from before they even came to WWE. These two guys. Right. This is your for the fans match then. I could see that too. So I'm kind of stuck on if I want to, if, if I want to change, you know, I've, I've had Shinsuke since like November. 
at least. And it's like, God, if I change now and then he ends up winning, I'm going to kick myself in the ass. I'm going to stick with it. Don't, don't, don't change your gut reaction. But yeah, if, if it happens to be Finn, awesome. But yeah, I'm going to go Shinsuke Nakamura. God, now you make me want to say Finn Balor and just steal your idea. <laughs> it's a good idea. Okay, I've got another one. It's not nearly as great, but in Vince's eyes, it probably is. Yeah. A returning big gas. Big Cass. He should be coming and he up goes here to pretty Smackdown. soon. That's see that. my thought. I don't know how it works. I don't think I like it. But a returning big cast. He's probably going to make an appearance, that's for sure. He's He's got to be about ready to return. Yeah. For, so. I'm sure he's been ready for a while now. And you know they, they don't have anything right now. Yeah, they obviously, obviously can't do anything with Enzo with him. So, I mean, that would be a good way to give him some kind of storyline to do. He's got the rumble. He's got a... He doesn't have to win at WrestleMania, or he could win at WrestleMania. Right, and what what better way to make people forget about Enzo's absence than to bring Cass back right now? Yeah. And yeah, he would jump ship to SmackDown and probably reconnect with Carmella storyline-wise for the first time. Why not? Since NXT. Yeah, I I could see that. It's a And she could talk for him, and he doesn't have to talk ever, 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 (laughs) ever. Yeah. He, you know, he was getting better there before he got injured. Still wasn't good, yeah. but he was showing improvement. He hasn't been the sitting there practicing his mic skills. I guarantee you. <laughs> I don't think... Something's not right in that boy's head. He's a good fighter. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's lacking in the mental department. He's got the look. God, God blessed him with looks, not brains. <laughs> you can't get everything. Yeah, that's my... Big entrant victory going to SmackDown. Not going to win at Mania. Might lose his opportunity at Fastlane. That would be good, too. Yeah, yeah. Somehow he gets put up on the line. Number one contender. But now he's on SmackDown. And a SmackDown is still a place he can flourish. Yeah. Cool. United States Championship? I can see it. I like it. Well, Pasty, we are just about at two hours on our part two, which was a half hour more than we planned. Bonus, bonus material. Remember when I said maybe we can even fit it into two hours? Fuck that. (laughs) We're dropping two segments. Man, that Raw 25. I knew that Raw 25 was going to be a fucking killer. Yeah, a lot to talk about in that. Yeah. And it is good. I think think everything we discussed was worth discussing. Um... You know, maybe maybe people don't give a crap about the Fantastica Mania. You know what? If y'all don't want to hear that shit, shoot us an email. Let us know on Facebook. Um, for the current time, I'm going to start... Hear there's, just want to hear the best match of the event. Yeah, yeah. Let us uh, know. New Japan is coming out with their uh, show here pretty soon. They got another one coming up, so I'll be doing that. And so, um, for the immediate future, I'm going to be checking out some of the bigger shows and giving reports on them. But yeah, Raw 25 had to be talked about. NXT Philly had to be talked about. Royal Rumble, obviously. And then the two big news things with the XFL and Enzo took up a lot of time. So you know what? Sometimes we have to sacrifice our time for you, the fans, to give you the best show possible. 
Even if my son came in about four times bugging me. <laughs> Can I have your phone? I gotta poop. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, I'm Fat Mac. I'm Pasty White, at least most days. I love you like a lovesick puppy. And I love you even more. The Beef Sticks Podcast is over.